Hi there, I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana, an issue-oriented newsmaker radio program heard weekdays on 18 radio stations with 27 signals all across the Treasure State. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Please subscribe and we'll do our best to keep you connected. We're also on Facebook at Voices of Montana and on the Internet at VoicesOfMontana.com, where I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at Tom at VoicesOfMontana.com. Talk frequently here and we try to follow up on that. We we need information to make good decisions about our business, about personal things, uh, about our society, culture, things like that. So we spend a little bit of time digging into data, getting data and digging into data. And we talk about our egg industry in Montana, still our number one industry. You wonder, what's the acreage of farms in Montana? How many farms are there? Uh, what's, how many farmers are there? Things like that. And it makes a difference. The USDA does release a census on agriculture every five years. That new report just released, and we're going to take a look at it today and find out what it tells us about ourselves, about our rural state, and about our economy and our farming communities by the numbers. Northern Ag, Director, uh, Northern Ag Network Director Coulter Brown alongside here, and Eric Sommer is with the USDA State uh, Statistician. He's Montana's state statistician. We're going to look into that today on Voices of Montana. And let's just get right into it. Coulter Brown is to my right here. He is with the Northern Ag Network, director of that ag network that's been going around 1975. You've got nearly 200 radio programs each week to listeners across Montana, Wyoming, and the Western Dakotas. Uh, you can see him right now. Uh, he's carrying just a heavy, heavy burden with all of that, uh, all that responsibility. How are you doing, Colton? I'm doing good, Tom. Not working that hard either. I've got Andy <laughs> and Brett and Grace doing all the work while I'm in here just BSing with you. Yeah, so like it, it's fun to be here and appreciate you letting us uh, sneak in on your show to talk a little egg today. Uh, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate this as well. Eric Sommer is with us, a USDA Montana state statistician. A statistician. Of course, you probably knew, uh, but I didn't know we had a state statist- a statistician. Oh yes, I get to see Eric several times a year. You know, we yeah. go to a lot of conventions. Yep. and meetings at, at the Northern Ag Network, and boy, Eric is about at every single one of those. So I get to run into him and have a beer with him pretty often. That's nice. Eric, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? Oh, great. Thank you guys for having me on. And i really like to thank the, the Brown family and what they've done for Montana and Montana agriculture. Boy, you guys are, are hard to beat. Good people. Yeah, I hear that. And Eric, um, what stands out for you? Why don't you tell us about um, what it is uh, that the census why it is, and then, you know, what it does for us. We've been doing, doing the Census of Agriculture for over 100, 150 years at the USDA. Um, you know, it started back in the 1860s, and we're tracking America's food supply and where it's being grown, where it's going, um, the health of the industry, and all the demographics that go along with that. Um, so it's a really big push every five years, and uh, – you know, we get a look at things that we don't normally get a look at. You know, we have an annual program that we go to producers, you know, two, three, four times a year and ask questions about agriculture. But the census, we really dig into things that we don't ask on an annual basis. Um, one of the things that kind of stood out um, to me is, you know, because of COVID, we, we, had a, we had a big push to sell food directly from the producer to the consumer. Yeah. And... And so we did ask that question, and I kind of was a little surprised about you know how it came back. Um, it only we did sell fifteen point seven million dollars directly to the consumer, which that's a huge number. And there was nine hundred and thirty one farms that did that, and but that was only up like 
0.3% from 2017. So that brings up a lot of questions. So why is that happening? What, what, why didn't that go up huge? And so, uh, you know, things like that, I'm going to start digging into that here in the next six, six months or so and try and figure out what, what is really going on with that? Well, Eric, there's so much data in the census. You could spend the next five years going through it. There's tons of information. We've been going through it here. But before we really start digging into that, because there's so much I want to ask you about it, I think it's important to highlight why we do the census and, and the importance of having it from a policy perspective. I think it, it has a lot of bearing on, on some federal funding for, for Montana, too. So maybe cover that from a high level before we start digging in of why is the census so critical for Montana agriculture? Okay, so the census of agriculture is kind of the gold standard for agriculture data because it does go into such in-depth. We're going way down to the county level. Like the biggest thing is the farm bills coming out, right? So the farm bill has to have a starting ground to base our grants on based on where USDA is going to spend money, where USDA is going to put our staff, where we're going to focus you know, what, what the agency needs are. And so the ag census basically is the, is the, the grounding point. Um, and it's the starting point for, for most of the programs in the USDA. So they'll fund different agencies based on what we find out during the ag census. That's the number one thing for the USDA. And then also with that being said, then it's also the federal government's, you know, go to when we're doing policies, and so it affects a lot of things in our life, things that you wouldn't, wouldn't really correlate to um, ag census, but they're being used to, to build roads, being used to build broadband infrastructure. So at a high level, it is the, the source of data for a lot of things we do. You bet. Well, let's start digging into some of the numbers. What have we learned in the census? I mean, is, is Montana agriculture growing? I know one of the things you track is the, the amount of land and farms, the number of farms of total. So what, what, what do we learn from a high level, Eric? So we're down in farms, which is not a, a huge shock because, you know, as, as their population grows older and, and their farmers retire, you know, they're being bought out by either, um, you know, large, larger farms, or they're being put into, you know, development. You know, you ever been to Billings? You ever been to Bozeman? I mean, a lot of prime farm grounds now, houses and developments. So our, our number of farms is down. Our number of acres is down. So, it, and our, our trending for our age of producer is going up. So let me ask um, this. Is it significant when you, when you say it's down, is it significant compared to other states? How is it significant uh, to the industry? I, you know, at, at this point, I don't think it's hugely significant. I mean, the number of farms were down 10%, um, which sounds like a lot, but we're only down one percentage in acreage. And so, I mean, on 57 million acres, 1% is not, not real significant as far as that goes. But, you know, at this point, it's something to to watch and that's what we've been doing over the last 10 15 years and it's been trending down ever since i've been a part of the ag census since um nas took it over in 1997 um it used to be done out of the department of, of commerce um so but i suppose NAS that is, means that the average size of the farm in montana is getting bigger be, because of that is. we see less farms and so the farms themselves are actually getting larger Right. And, and so that's, 
that's a that's a good thing too. Um, it, it leads to um, economy economies of scale. So now it's cheaper to farm that thousand acres than it was when you know when you when you're farming ten thousand acres and you added another thousand, it doesn't really affect you too much. But if you're just farming a thousand acres, it's a big deal. Sure. Well, and I think it's a good time to say that's how you define what a farm is still, right? Yes. Yeah, so in 1974, um, the federal government, Congress passed passed law, the definition of a farm is $1,000 of ag products um, sold in the year or the, the capacity to sell $1,000 in um, ag products. And, you know, in with today's inflation and prices, I mean, that's really not a lot. That's one 4-H steer or one, you know, 4-H heifer. So um, it, 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 that makes my job hard to, to do as well because then i got to go find, um, you know, the 4-H'er that has one steer and convince them that they're a farm and they got to fill out the ag census. <laughs> so it's it's hard to track down those small guys, that yeah, and they don't even see themselves as a farm a lot of times, but they do affect food supply and they do affect the ag economy, and they're they're adding to it, so... Um, you know, they're important. That's an interesting fact there. Eric Sommer, Sommer is with us. He's with the USDA. He's Montana's state ag statistician. Uh, statistician uh, and we're talking about this uh, recent ag statistics uh, once every five years, just newly released as of yesterday. Uh, again, Coulter Brown is in studio here. He's director of the Northern Ag Network as we dig into these ag statistics. You bet. And Eric, I want to ask you because you brought up the average age of the producer, which we saw increasing, I think, 59 years old in Montana is what you said, which which is concerning that the age of the producer is, is getting old because we need young people involved in this industry. So I would ask you, what does the data tell us about the next generation? Are we seeing more young uh, producers returning to the farm? Yeah, it, that's exciting, too, because we start looking down at the, the demographics of what we, we asked. And we asked how many producers um, are new producers under the age of 35. And so that... We we came up with um, we had thirty six hundred or thirty six hundred um, producers under the age of thirty five, and their average age is twenty nine years old, and so that's pretty exciting that we're getting that many young kids to come back to the farm, and and uh, you know be a part of the ag industry, and then we also asked how many producers have uh, have ten years or less on the farm. And they're considered new farmers, and that number, when you it comes up to, to almost twelve thousand producers, and that average age is forty-seven years old. So you're seeing a lot of the the Gen Xers that went off, went off, and either were in the military or went went to a big city and had a big job, and now are deciding, well, I want to come back home because mom and dad are getting ready to retire, and so that's that's pretty exciting too to see that number. Um, how it's changed over the last um, five years. You bet. And I think an important thing to highlight is that the amount of farms in Montana that are family owned, obviously the vast majority and, and certainly the vast majority of the land base too, right, Eric? Right. And that, you know, you start looking at that and Montana farmers are, are keeping, keeping their kids home, keeping the, keeping the farm in the family, which is awesome. And, you know, that counted for 93% of Montana farms and, of those farms, they they operate to eighty percent of the land and farms in Montana, which is a huge, staggering amount of acreage. And how much land is in in farm ground in Montana? So right now we have fifty seven point six million acres in um, farmland, and 
it's about those Montana family farms owned and operated about 45 million acres, which is, you know, that's a staggering amount of acres. What's the value of all that? That's a good question. See, and that's some of the questions that we do ask. Yeah. And I don't have that off the top of my head right now. But, you know, you can go out to the agcensus.com and, or .gov, sorry, and you can look at all the different demographics, all the different different tables. We have 71 tables for Montana, and it goes down into everything. And, and that's true. Um, I'm, I, we went on there. Coulter's on there frequently as well. And it is just jam-packed. And I think you make it pretty accessible for people as well. And I do like uh, the uh, the PowerPoint and some of these slides from uh, this recent release here of the of the census. Stats and facts, they help us decide things. And we're looking at the uh, release. It happens once every five years, ag statistics from the USDA. Eric Sommer is our guest. He's with the USDA. He's Montana State statistician. And uh, we're we're talking about what those numbers tell us. Uh, this recent ag census was released on uh, just the other day. Um, and, and Eric, uh, again, you know, we're, we're interested in some of those highlights too. So uh, some of those things that, um, that stand out for you, well, well, Coulter, you look at this as well. What, what stands out for you as one of Montana's, you know, ag director for the Northern Ag Network and a, and a great analyst when it comes to our ag industry? Well, I don't know about a great analyst, Tom, but boy, trying to dig through the, the data here, there's so much information. Really appreciate Eric and what he does to put it all together. But Eric, I think one of the interesting things as we compare back to the previous census is uh, crop production making up a larger portion of uh, of cash receipts in Montana, which is interesting because 2022 was a pretty bad drought year here. So talk a little about how that shapes up of, of crop versus livestock production and, and how this data comes together. The ag census is a little bit different than our annual program, and we're 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 going and asking harvested acres and um, production number during the census. And you know, it, like you said, um, crops accounted for fifty five percent of the value of production sold in twenty twenty two. And you, you know, you compare that back to two thousand and two, that was only thirty nine percent. So crops. Uh, we had a great drought, but prices were at record highs for a lot of commodities, and so it kind of it kind of went in the wash a little bit. Um, you know, we had less production, but we had more, you know, more money coming in. And then you kind of look at the government payments because it was a drought year. I mean, they were up sixty eight percent from twenty seventeen, which was also a drought year. So that's you kind of look at you know there's a different farm bill so. You know, you kind of get a little bit different payments, um, you know, so that's interesting to look at. And, and of course, everybody knows costs are up, right? So we're up 31% in production expenses, and but net income was still up 37% from 2017. So it, it's one of those peculiar things that you learn when you ask, start asking questions and, and producers sharing their story, and, uh, you know, it's kind of you know, a testament to the Montana producer on how well we, we weathered a, uh, a drought year and uh, were able to feed the, you know, the country. What do this, what do the numbers tell us about the health of our farming communities? Well, you know, being a, a drought year, we kind of look at that. And uh, so, you know, with the number of producers being down and, you know, one of the things we looked at 
our operations, number number of farms, and you know we were down number of wheat farms. We're up number of farms that did barley. We're down chickpea producers. We're down lentil producers. We're up canola producers, and we're up safflower producers. So you know it's kind of a little weird that you know what we're down in and what you know farms that produce what. And, you know, the one that was really staggering to me, and I, I knew we were going through a um, liquidation of herd, but the cattle um, operations that had cattle was down 16%. And the, the operations that had sheep were down 19%. Horses were down 21%. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to see and, and you, you know, kind of putting in, you know, hay was hard to get. Um, you know, we had a lot of acreage abandoned um, in 2022, and we couldn't, you know, and it was just too expensive to, to keep cattle and sheep. And so um, we were selling cows and we're selling ewes, and we're not keeping back what we were. And so it's, you kind of look at that and go, well, did we get get rid of the small guys that were just in it for hobbies, or did um, we lose large operations? And so that's, that's some of the things I'm going to start digging into and looking at the particulars. Yeah. Peel, peel into what, what's circumstantial and what is, is trending. You bet. Well, right. and another interesting thing to, to dig into Eric is the number of female producers in Montana and, and their role in the operations. Um, that, that's something that, that this, this census really provides us some information that otherwise we would not have access to. Right. So we had almost 18,000, female producers in the state. Um, and how we come up with that is, is when we send out the census form, we ask up to four operators per operation. And so, um, you know, if it's just a husband and a wife, you'll have a male, female, but if you, you can report up to four producers. And so, you know, we had 18,000 operations in Montana that had, um, female, operators and they average 59.4 years old. And so that's, you know, very similar to what we're seeing at, at the, at the whole state level for all producers. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when you start looking at little details like that, you wouldn't really think about, and you look at the importance that, um, you know, uh, different different operators bring to the operation and you know we go down through the demographics and we look at race and we look at um you know like indian reservations and and that you know all the different types of demographics and how that affects montana you know another interesting uh uh data point I find in these, Eric, is, is some of the, the land use practices. And, and one of the things that jumped out to me this morning as I was looking at it is the amount of no-till acres. And if you tell me if I'm right, if I'm digging into this correctly, but it looks to me like about half of the cropland in Montana is uh, no-till, which, which really surprised me. And I think, I bet that's something that differs greatly from the rest of the country. But this is the type of information that we have, all have access to through the census. Right. And that, you know, just simple things like that, we don't ask on an annual level and, and, and how that affects you as a, as a producer or, um, you know, where implement dealers going to build their, their dealerships, where are they, what kind of implements are they going to bring in? They kind of are catering to what the producers are doing. And the first place that 
that they look is at the ag census data and go, okay, well, we need to focus more on this kind of stuff, or we need to focus on this area. And so it's kind of interesting being in my job because I start getting calls about three to four years ahead of time while businesses are researching whether they're going to come to Montana or not. And, you know, they're looking at the data going, okay, yeah, you're going to support our business just fine. We're going to come in there or, yeah, that's that's going to be a stretch to make it go there. So it, you just never know where the ag data is going to show up. You bet. And it's fun to me to watch the, the trends that we see in Montana agriculture, especially if you go back to the census 15 years ago. Like we've seen such an increase in Durham acres and, and winter wheat has really blown up and, and barley coming back too. any any of those trends for specific commodities that really jumped out to you, Eric? Well, you know, over the last, you know, what, 20 years, we've been watching pulse crops just grow and grow and grow in popularity. And, you know, Montana's place is the, you know, the number one pulse growing state in the, in the U.S. And, you know, of course, our wheat acreage, you know, we're always worried about wheat and what we're doing there. So it is so interesting. And, and you know, like even during a drought year, how much the harvested acres has changed. And we lost a lot of acres last year because of a drought, you know, that wasn't harvested for, for grain. It was harvested for either hay or tilled in or just, just abandoned. So, and of course, this is 2022 crop year. And uh, it just, the trends, it makes my heart palpitate a little bit and get sweaty palms, you know, <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Yeah, Coulter Brown, once again, I appreciate that. And Eric, thank you, too, uh, for doing this. Uh, all that data is available, agcensus.gov. And, and we'll, ha- we'll be following this along uh, as we go. Look for more coverage on the Northern Ag Network. Thanks again for joining us for the podcast. Please share and subscribe and let us know what you think. Email me at tom at voicesofmontana.com. And don't forget, we're on weekdays on your hometown radio stations all across Montana. We hope to hear from you there, too.